1: today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. There's a lot of reasons for Habakkuk to be disappointed with the way things are going, but instead, he says, I'm just going to rejoice in the Lord. Instead of complaining about no blossoms on the fig tree, no fruit on the vines, and no food in the field, no flock. yeah, I could complain about that. I could focus on that, but instead I'm just going to choose to rejoice in the Lord. Jesus gave everything for you to be saved, and God promises
1: to bless you incredibly if you follow Him wholeheartedly. There are more reasons for a Christian to be overflowing in joy in their relationship with God than anyone else has about anything. Pastor Dan's going to show you how Leah, Jacob's wife, found solace in God's presence when it seemed like the whole world was against her. She knew where to direct her focus, and the peace God gives is greater than anything else the world can offer. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 29 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: She conceived again and bore a son and said, now this time my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore, his name was called Levi. Levi means attached. Now that we have three sons together, my husband will become attached to me. My husband will feel connected to me. You see what Leah's doing do you see what Leah's doing here? And listen, listen. Do not, do not make the mistake of thinking you can change someone. Do not make the mistake of thinking you can make someone love you. Don't think if we get married, then he'll change. If we get married, it'll be different. If we get married, he'll stop going out with his buddies on Friday and Saturday night and he'll want to stay home and be with me once we're married. No, he won't. Getting married will not change him or change her. Or don't think, well, once we're married, all the strife and fighting in our relationship will go away. No, it won't. If there's... A lot of strife and fighting in your relationship while you're dating. There'll be a lot of fighting and strife in your marriage, probably even more so. Don't think, if we have a child together, then my husband will grow up and start acting responsibly. No, he won't. No, he won't. If he's not acting responsible now, having a baby will not magically make him Mr. Responsibility. And you will probably resent him even more because you will have to take care of that baby on your own. Or having a child will make her happy. We'll just have a baby. Then she'll be happy. No, she won't. Or don't think, We just need to move to someplace new and make a fresh start, and then everything will get better. You're going to bring whatever baggage you have with you to that new place. (laughs) You have the same baggage, just in a new town. Leah could not make her husband love her, no matter how many sons she bore for him. She could not change her husband's heart. You cannot change a person's heart. Now, God can change a person's heart. But you can't. Now, look at verse thirty five. Now, watch what happens here. And she conceived again and bore a son. Now, keep in mind, this is over several years. Now, she conceived again and bore a son and said, now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah, then she stopped bearing temporarily. Now, Judah means praise, as in praise the Lord. Now I will praise the Lord. There is a shift that has occurred in Leah's heart. Initially, Leah hoped that having children would change her husband, that children would make Jacob love her. And every time Jacob didn't respond the way Leah hoped he would, she was disappointed. But now there's a change. Now there's a transition that takes place in Leah's heart, where now she just praises the Lord. No longer is she hoping to change her husband. No longer is she hoping that her husband will love her. Now she's just praising the Lord for the son that God has given her. There's a shift of focus in Leah's heart, and this is so important. Leah's circumstances haven't changed. Her husband hasn't changed. He's still the same way, and her circumstances are very difficult. I don't want to minimize the situation that she's in, But Leah at this point, listen, Leah at this point chose to focus on the blessings in her life instead of the disappointments. By the time she has her fourth child, she's focused on God and not her husband. She no longer is trying to change her husband. She's no longer experiencing disappointment after disappointment because he won't change. She's focused on the Lord, and she can just enjoy the blessings of the Lord in her life. We can focus on the disappointments, or we can choose to focus on the blessings. And she shifts now. And we can allow the disappointments in life to define us, or we can allow our relationship with the Lord to define us. where that now becomes the focus, and we can just praise the Lord for the blessings. I I love what Habakkuk the prophet says in Habakkuk chapter three, listen to what he says. He says, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines so though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no fruit, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd and the stalls yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. There's a lot of reasons for Habakkuk to be disappointed with the way things are going. But instead, he says, I'm just going to rejoice in the Lord. Instead of complaining about no blossoms on the fig tree, no fruit on the vines, and no food in the field, no flower. Yeah, I could complain about that. I could focus on that. But instead, I'm just going to choose to rejoice in the Lord. It's just a choice. It's a choice. I'm going to choose to focus on the Lord. And that's what Leah does here. She gets to the point now... Fourth child where she just praises the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's given me another son. He's blessed me. So verse 1 of chapter 30. Now when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or else I die. Rachel wasn't happy for her sister. As you might expect her to be, she envied her sister. You know, the Bible tells us envy is a work of the flesh. Envy is a mark of carnality. Proverbs 14.30 says, envy rots your bones, it eats away at you. And Rachel goes to her husband and says, give me children or else I die. Now, ironically, Rachel will die in childbirth in chapter 35. The thing she wants so desperately motivated by her envy will be the thing that kills her ultimately. Verse two, and Jacob's anger was aroused against Rachel and said, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Jacob responds to his wife in anger. He speaks harshly to her and says, basically, your issues with God, not with me. You know, Jacob's able to have children with Leah. And and he has this harsh answer for his wife, you know. Husbands, First Peter chapter 3 says to us as husbands, it tells us to dwell with our wives with understanding. To just understand how they are. And Jacob is not being understanding of his wife. His wife is emotional, right? And he responds with anger and harsh, unloving words. Colossians 3.19 says to husbands, husbands, Love your wives and never treat them harshly. Never treat them harshly. And husbands, when you do treat your wife harshly, ask her for forgiveness. Be quick to ask for forgiveness. So he's got this harsh answer. And so verse 3, Rachel said, Here is my maid Bilhah, go into her, and she will bear a child on my knees, that I also may have children By her, We saw a similar thing back with Sarah and Abraham and Hagar. This was a common practice in the ancient world. If a wife was unable to bear children, she would provide a surrogate for her husband. In some marriage arrangements, it was part of the marriage arrangement. Archaeologists have uncovered marriage contracts from the ancient world where it states in there that if the wife is unable to bear children in a certain amount of time after the marriage, she will provide a surrogate for her husband, so that her husband can bear children with that surrogate. And those children will count as her own children. And that's what Rachel does here. She offers Bilhah her handmaid, and look what it says. She says, Bilhah will bear a child on my knees. They would literally do this where the surrogate would sit in the lap of the wife as she gave birth. You know, kind of like riding a toboggan. You know, if you think about two people on a toboggan, you know, a really strange toboggan ride. You might have the chance later this week to go sledding. And keep that picture in mind while you're out there sledding with your kids. Then she gave him Bilhah, verse 6. Jacob went into her, and Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son, verse 6. Uh, says, then Rachel said, God has judged my case, and he has also heard my voice and given me a son, his son would count as Rachel's son. Therefore, she called his name Dan. And Dan means judge, and the idea here is vindication. Vindication. Rachel says, I'm vindicated now because I had a son. Verse 7, and Rachel's maid, Bilhah, conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, with great wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister, and indeed I have prevailed. And so she called his name Naphtali. Naphtali means my wrestling. Remember when you were a kid asking your parents how they came up with your name? And your parents would say, well, you know, your grandfather was also named Daniel Patrick. And so we named you after your grandfather. Imagine these poor kids in this family. Mom, how did you come up with the name Naphtali? Well, I was in this big fight with my sister, your Aunt Leah. And it was like this wrestling match. And I won. And so you're named Naftali. Really? <laughs> it's not like an old family name. No, it's an old family fight. But, you know, it was involving family. My wrestling.
1: We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've
2: enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at
1: calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message.
2: Verse 9. When Leah saw that she had stopped bearing, well, then she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave her to Jacob as well. So now Leah does the same thing. And Leah's maid Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, a troop comes. So she called his name Gad. The phrase a troop comes means fortune has come my way. And the name Gad means fortune or fortunate. I'm fortunate to have another son. Verse 12. And Leah's maid Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. And then Leah said, I am happy for the daughters will call me blessed. So she called his name Asher. Leah is kind of rubbing it in here. I'm happy and all the daughters are going to call me blessed. And she names her son Happy Asher. Now in verse 14, Reuben at this point is about five or six years old. And we're told in verse 14, now Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother, Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. Now, mandrakes were a fruit that grows in the Middle East, and people superstitiously believed that they provided fertility for a woman. And so Reuben, five or six years old, he's just out in the fields playing. He comes in with a bunch of mandrakes. Rachel sees the mandrakes and says, give me some of your son's mandrakes. Which just shows how desperate she is at this point to have a child. She's the only woman in the household at this point that has not had a child. She's willing to try anything. Give me some of those mandrakes. Verse 15. Look at verse 15. And Leah said to Rachel, is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? There's nothing like two sisters fighting, right? I mean, it just gets petty, doesn't it? You're going to take my son's mandrakes? And Rachel, you know, she took my brush. I had five sisters growing up. She went in my room and touched my stuff. It's that kind of thing. And Rachel said, therefore, he will lie with you tonight for your son's Mandrakes. Rachel makes a deal with Leah. Rachel gets the mandrakes. Leah gets the man for the night. When Jacob came out of the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come into me, for I have surely hired you with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. So Jacob comes home from work, and Leah, his wife, is waiting for him in the driveway. And she says, you're sleeping with me tonight. I hired you with my son's mandrakes. And notice Jacob doesn't say, what are you talking about? What do you mean you hired me with your son's mandrakes? You think you can just hire me for the night? Do I look like a robot to you? you, I can just flip a switch and turn it on? Jacob just goes right along with it, doesn't he? Right? I mean, he's got four women fighting over him, and he's just making out in this whole deal here. He comes home from work. His wife's waiting for him in the driveway. You're sleeping with me tonight. All right. hokey dokey. Verse 17. And God listened to Leah. Notice, Leah conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. And Leah said, God has given me my wages because I have given my maid to my husband. So she called his name Issachar. Notice Leah conceived, not Rachel, even though Rachel had the magical mandrakes. The mandrakes didn't work. God is the author of life. Not some superstitious trick. Not some magical mandrakes. So Leah gives birth to another son, and she named him Issachar, which means wages. Verse 19, then Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. And Leah said, God has endowed me with a good endowment. Now my husband will dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. So she called his name Zebulun. Leah is back on trying to get her husband to love her. Notice she says, now my husband will dwell with me. They lived in tents. They would have multiple tents. And apparently Jacob lived with Rachel. He loved Rachel. He wanted to marry Rachel. So he's living in a tent with Rachel, and Leah lives in a separate tent. And now Leah is hopeful Jacob will move in with her in her tent because she's had six sons. And so she names her son Zebulun, which means dwelling. Now he'll dwell with me because I've borne him six sons. Certainly this is going to change his heart. which she bore a daughter and called her name Dinah. And we'll talk more about Dinah in a later chapter. Verse 22, watch what happens now. Then God remembered Rachel and God listened to her and God opened her womb. Now, at this point, it's been several years that she has been trying to have a child. And finally, after many years, she has a son and she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And so she called his name Joseph and said, the Lord shall add to me another son. Rachel finally has a son. Her reproach has been taken away after many years of trying. But notice here, she names the son Joseph. And Joseph, right, he's going to be a big part Of the story later on in the book of Genesis. But she names him Joseph. She's been waiting for years to have a son. She finally has a son. And she names him Joseph, which means the Lord will add another son. She just had a son after all these years, and she names him the Lord will give me another son. She's already thinking of the next child. And she is not taking time to appreciate the blessing that God just gave her in this child. You know, we can be so focused on the future. Or the next thing. Or when the pandemic's over. And everything opens back up. And we can be looking ahead and miss the blessings God has given us today. We need to take time to stop and give thanks for what God is doing Right now. Don't, don't be so quick to wish for the next thing. And miss this thing. Whatever this thing is. And to be looking ahead and miss what God's doing now. And just a final couple comments about Leah as we close. Leah was trapped in an unwanted marriage. She has a husband who doesn't love her and doesn't really have a desire to be with her. However, Leah gives birth to six of the twelve sons of Jacob. Six of the twelve tribes of Israel come from Leah. Half the nation comes from Leah. Two of her sons are worth noting Levi and Judah from Levi will come the priesthood from Judah will come the royal line through David. And so the priesthood and the royal line come from Leah. The two key institutions in the nation of Israel and most importantly, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, will come from Judah. Jesus Christ descends from Leah, from her unplanned, unwanted marriage that she's trapped in. God works all things together for good. And God can make beauty from ashes. And it doesn't matter how messed up the situation is. God can make something beautiful from it.
0: He asked me how I know and I say it rings truer than the finest crystal.
1: We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see
0: the signs and I recognize